Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to be together in prayer this morning. Today is Friday. This is the 24th week after Pentecost. This week we continue our reading of 1 Samuel, a reading about David's early years as God's anointed and yet his kingdom not yet established. So I wonder how God might be at work in our life and what God is teaching us as we spend our time relying on God, looking for God's direction, and as the Lord is forming and shaping us for this future that God has planned for us. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship him. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light, and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from 1 Samuel, chapter 23. Now they told David, The Philistines are fighting against Keilah and robbing robbing the threshing floors. David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go and attack these Philistines? The Lord said to David, Go and attack the Philistines and save Keilah. But David's men said to him, Look, we are afraid here in Judah. How much more than if we go to Keilah against the armies of the Philistines? Then David inquired of the Lord again. And the Lord answered him, Yes, go down to Keilah, for I will give the Philistines into your hand. So David and his men went to Keilah and fought the Philistines brought away their livestock, and dealt with them a heavy defeat. Thus David rescued the inhabitants of Keilah. When Abiathar, son of Ahimelech, fled to David at Keilah, he came down with an ephod in his hand. Now it was told Saul that David had come to Keilah, and Saul said, God has given him into my hand, for he has shut himself by entering into a town that has gates and bars. So Saul summoned all the people to go to war, to go down to Keilah, to besiege David and his men. When David learned that Saul was plotting evil against him, he said to the priest Abiathar, Bring the ephod here. David said, O Lord, the God of Israel, your servant has heard that Saul seeks to come to Keilah and to destroy the city on my account. 
And now, will Saul come down as your servant has heard? O Lord, the God of Israel, I beseech you, tell your servant. The Lord said, He will come down. Then David said, Will the men of Keilah surrender me and my men into the hand of Saul? The Lord said, They will surrender you. Then David and his men, who were about six hundred, set out and left Keilah. They wandered wherever they could go. When Saul was told that David had escaped from Keilah, he gave up the expedition. David remained in the strongholds in the wilderness, in the hill country of the wilderness of Ziph. Saul sought him every day, but the Lord did not give him into his hand. David was in the wilderness of Ziph at Horesh when he learned that Saul had come out to seek his life. Saul's son Jonathan set out and came to David at Horesh. There he strengthened his hand through the Lord. He said to him, Do not be afraid, for the hand of my father Saul shall not find you. You shall be king over Israel, and I shall be second to you. My father Saul also knows that this is so. Then the two of them made a covenant before the Lord. David remained at Horesh, and Jonathan went home. Then some Ziphites went to Saul at Gibeah and said, David is hiding among us in the strongholds of Horesh on the hill of Hakala, which is south of Jeshimon. Now, O Lord, whenever you wish to come down, do so, and on our part we will surrender him into the king's hand. Saul said, May you be blessed by the Lord for showing me compassion. Go and make sure once more, find out exactly where he is and who has seen him there, for I am told he is very cunning. Look around and learn all the hiding places where he lurks, and come back to me with sure information. Then I will go with you, and if he is in the land, I will search him out among the thousands of Judah. So they set out and went to Ziph ahead of Saul. David and his men were in the wilderness of Maon, in the Arabah, to the south of Jeshimon. Saul and his men went to search for him. When David was told, he went down to the rock and stayed in the wilderness of Maon. When Saul heard that, he pursued David into the wilderness. Saul went on one side of the mountain, David and his men on the other side of the mountain. David was hurrying to get away from Saul, while Saul and his men were closing in on David and his men to capture them. Then a messenger came to Saul, saying, Hurry and come, for the Philistines have made a raid on the land. So Saul stopped pursuing David and went against the Philistines. Therefore, that place was called the Rock of Escape. David then went from there and lived in the strongholds of En Gedi. David, pursued by Saul, moves from stronghold to stronghold from rock to rock in the hill country, mountains, and wildernesses of his tribal land of Judah. This time on the run inspires a number of David's psalms. In these psalms, we hear David plea for deliverance from his enemies. We hear David plead his case against those who lie in wait for him, ready to pounce and destroy him. And we hear the Lord compared to a rock that hides the Lord compared to a stronghold that protects or a secret place that keeps David secure as a sign of God's steadfast love and salvation. The rock, the stronghold, the secret place, the area of salvation, the rescue of God all become themes uh, in the psalm that grow out of this time in the wilderness on the run from Saul. 
At the same time, we are shown how the Lord and David also regularly consult, talking together in prayer, seeking God's, David seeks God's guidance before each and every action. And in that way, this time on the run is teaching David to not only trust in the Lord, but teaching David how to pray. And by teaching David how to pray, the Lord gives us the words of these psalms as one way that the Holy Spirit puts the words of prayer into our mouth. This time of faith and time of prayer is an in-between time. This is a season between the giving of the promise and the faith that receives the promise, and the fulfillment of the promise, and then the new life that emerges when God keeps God's word. Will David be saved from his enemies? Yes. Will David be king? Will David's kingdom yet to be established? Yes. When will all of this happen? Soon, but not yet. That sounds a little like the life we live in Christ even now, doesn't it? That sounds like what it has been like for the church between Jesus' ascension and his coming again in glory. It is a matter of trusting in God's salvation, that we are hidden in Christ until the day when we will be revealed for what we are, what God has made us to be in our baptism, the children of God and heirs of the kingdom. But until that day, we learn to seek the Lord and listen to the Lord and trust in the Lord. In short, we learn what it means to worship and to pray. It is my prayer that you are being strengthened in your faith through this time together in prayer each morning and in learning this story and in meditating on it in a a little bit of depth. We might add to that the ongoing prayer of Jesus' disciples, that we are also looking to learn how to pray. Lord, teach us to pray. That is what God is doing for us each morning because that is what God has called us to do and to be until God's kingdom comes in all of God's glory. God has promised to save us and God is faithful. And that faithfulness is our fortress. That's how David learned to pray in the wilderness. And that's how David taught us to pray. With something like this. I will sing of your might. I will sing aloud of your steadfast love in the morning. For you have been a fortress to me and a refuge in the day of my distress. O my strength, I will sing praises to you, for you, O God, are my fortress, the God who shows me steadfast love. Psalm 59, 16, and 17. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people to set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins." 
in the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ, and for all of his gifts of healing and forgiveness. For the communion of faith we share within your church, and for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. And especially we pray for our congregation. For those who govern the nations of the world and for people who live in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who are working to bring about peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else or for what else do we pray today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit.